I want to talk to anybody that can relate to this comment. I feel like I'm kind of in a slump because of the quarantine. Here we are, people. It's the one-year anniversary this week. Yeah. Depends on where you are. I know Maryland's was last week, but it depends on where you are. But this is it. Like, I consider the Tom Hanks week, this is the Tom Hanks week. This is it. So here we are. We're still quarantining. Is there a way to get out of this slump? And the answer is yes. And we're going to get to that today in our Mental Health Monday on the show. Welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. This is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. It's a feel-good podcast I do with my mom, and I'm just thankful that you're here. Thankful you listen to this. I really am. Uh, three principles. It's live, laugh, love your mom. We live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot, and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Have you ever been to a baby shower where a man has been there before? Think about it. Think about your 58 years of life. Every baby shower you've ever been to. Have you ever been to one where a man has been there before? Ever? As a matter of fact, I had a baby shower where there were only men. Wait, what? <laughs> the worst baby shower ever. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? So when I was pregnant with Brian, all the people I worked with, well, not all of them, but my closest friends were all gay men. And well, that's a, okay. That's that's but still. I, I mean, a fabulous shower. Oh my god! I it bet was they so did. Fun. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like a lot of fun. I would be. I would probably enjoy a shower like that. That yes. would be okay. Yes. I just got an invitation this weekend to yeah. go to a, a baby shower, oh. and it's a virtual baby shower. Oh. And literally on this email list, I'm the only man on there. Oh. <laughs> well, you say you love women. I have made it 37 years of my life <laughs> without having to go to a baby shower. Well, tell And you're me. telling me now that I have to go to a baby shower? Guys don't go to baby showers. That's not a thing that we're, we're required <laughs> to do in life, okay? Like, there's a lot of, like, we're talking about gender norms here for a second, all right? Let me go back to, like, the 1950s here. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if we, if, we take, if we take the gender roles back that far. I'm saying I don't think there is any reason in the world that I should have to go to a baby shower. Now, included with that, okay, we're talking about like, all these activities and things. There's like this little, <laughs> I guess we're going we're gonna, to like play games too. We have to like fill out this little oh, form. No. Oh, gosh. And like, I'm going to read this to you, okay? It uh -huh. says, wishes wishes for baby, okay? It uh -huh. says, I, I hope you love blank. I hope you become blank. I hope you don't blank. I hope you aren't afraid of blank. I hope you learn to blank. I hope you laugh blank. I hope you never forget. But like, what the hell is this? Like, no, no, guys don't go to baby showers. Like, I, I want to stand firm to that right now. That's not a thing that we need to normalize. Women, it's fine. Like, I get it. Y'all are all excited. Y'all can relate to one another. Baby, baby, baby. That's fine. No. No. Well, I wonder why guys don't have baby showers now that you say that. We just, it's not. It's, guys it's are not, having babies too. That seems like that not, would be fun. It's not something that we want to do. Okay, uh, or mm -hmm. that we want to go through, go to. I, uh, it's, it just seems now. I, now I'm like in a weird spot, right? I'm in a weird spot. Like, <laughs> how do you say no to that? There's no way to get out of it. Like, where are you going to go? Like, you know, I ain't going nowhere. It's on Zoom. Like, what do you want me to do? I got to go now. Sorry, right? I'm recording a podcast with my mom at that time yeah. on that day. Yeah, no, it's on Saturday. I got no excuse. I got literally oh, no excuse. No. But I'm like, I literally, <laughs> is that rude of me to say that I have zero interest in doing this well tell me about this friend is this a really good friend of yours uh it's you don't know her i, I met her in california yeah. um i just i don't i just i does she I, know that all of your friends are females I, for the most yes part? and like i know a lot of people that are going to be there on this zoom call i just don't know <laughs> I don't even know what you do at one of these things. Like, I don't even know how to act. Uh -huh. um, like, even with this questionnaire, I'm like, ah, what? This is a <laughs> lot of pressure for me to like answer questions about a baby. I don't even know. I don't even know about. I just think that baby showers are supposed to be for women 
to have your own time to like gawk over the baby and like do your thing uh-huh. and it's fine. Well, it's, that is traditionally how it is. Yeah. That's true. But can I can I turn it down now on the terms that like I don't think as a man that I should have to go to this? <laughs> I just don't think this is something I'm comfortable with. Is that rude though? I like, love thinking, you. Like, is it- Send her a present and be done. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> but that you be know, okay? now, now that you say that, though, I don't know why guys don't. Actually, do you know when we were pregnant with Brian, your dad's office gave him a baby shower? And what did that look like? Everybody in the office, they just all got together after work in the office and. Different, different. They that's, all gave that him presents. Be- that's like a that's that's different. That's a different yeah, situation. I guess so. That's not everybody having to go to one spot. Yeah, and that's like, true. That's true. I don't try to listen. I don't try to poo poo on some of this stuff. I don't try to poo poo on this stuff. I really don't. Yeah. I just am <laughs> like I don't. I just I'm just not comfortable with it. Hmm. I just don't think it's necessary that I'm the only guy that has to go or has been invited. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just I'm wondering if that strikes question, anybody though. else. Well, yeah. I'm just wondering if strikes me about this is weird. Like yeah. I've I've never in 37 years even and I'm 95% of my friends are female. Uh-huh. A lot of them a lot of them got babies. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Never once been invited to one of these things before. <laughs> I just don't know why we're starting now. It's quite unusual, I have to say. Yeah. Bizarre. Uh if you I don't know if, if you agree with that, the guys I, I did anyone have guys at their at their baby shower? Like and I'm not talking about like couples thing. This is even like a couples thing. This is literally just like random girlfriends and me. <laughs> and I don't know, like, because I do have this. I have this theory because I don't. As an introvert, I'm okay not going to things, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do like to be invited to them. So I'm almost <laughs> wondering if she is like playing my bluff now because she uh, just knows that maybe she thinks I want to be invited. Mm. But I definitely don't want to go do this. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if that's typical for you. Have you ever been to a baby shower where there's guys there? Um, 888-Kramer8. I don't think it should be a thing. I don't want to normalize that. Uh, Mom, <laughs> you have a question about anxiety. Yeah. So you know that guy on YouTube, Dennis, somebody? I've sent the anxiety guy. Uh, you've sent me a couple things, yeah. I've sent you, I've sent you stuff. Well, he talks about anxiety and being um, your crazy brain. And right. learning to be present with your crazy brain, but not letting it take over, right? Um, and poor Maggie, I mean, bless her heart. You know, it's less than a week well, now. Here we are. Yeah, we're 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 at we're in wedding week now. So I think yes. everyone should know that we're in. My sister's getting married this weekend. Yes, on Saturday, wedding one of two, pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> And yes. she, it is just, it has been a journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been so stressful. Yes. It's been so stressful. So what's, what's the current, what's the current stressor? Well, the current stressor is what to wear outside of her um, wedding dress to the rehearsal dinner and to the brunch on Sunday and maybe even the dinner after the wedding. You know, the wedding's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then we go to dinner at 5.30. Um, so she has, you know, a lot of outfits that she's ordered basically on the internet because it's COVID, right? Right, right. And she doesn't really like any of them. She doesn't feel good <laughs> in any of them. And I know for a guy that doesn't make any sense at all. But she's But she's into her crazy brain where she just can't get out of it. You know, right. just like this is so much bigger than it needs to be. And oh my goodness, I feel so helpless to help her. Yeah, I, you know, this, you're, I think you're asking the wrong person. Um, but when it comes to anxiety, because I wish, I just really wish, because it's not just Maggie, it's literally everybody going through their wedding, right? Yeah. But yeah. I just yeah, wish yeah. that, I just wish that I could say nobody cares. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you really do you care what you somebody's wearing to their wedding dinner? Nobody cares. Like nobody cares. I know that like you think that everyone cares about your wedding, but at the end of the day, like nobody really genuinely cares about 
what you're wearing. Like, they what don't, you no have on. Like, Mom, what, what, I, what did I wear? What did I wear to my dinner after my wedding? You had on like a gray suit. That's not true. It was oh, a no, tu- it true. It was a that tuxedo. tuxedo. Yeah, that's right. I didn't change after that. What yeah. I wear to my uh, engagement dinner the night? I mean, my um, uh, rehearsal dinner the night before. You don't remember. Uh-uh. I really don't. This, this is I your, have this to is think the, about it. This is the most important day of your son's life. I know. <laughs> or I know. And people, and people won't remember it, but... That's what I'm trying to say. If you're like, that person, it just drives you nuts. I don't know. You know? I mean, bridezilla is definitely a term, and it's given mm-hmm. for a reason. You mm-hmm. know? Like, it's really... Now that we're in, like, the thick of... I don't know there's anything that you can say or do right now. Yeah. To make any situation better for her, or, and yeah. her or any other bride, I wish. Right. I know you guys think I poo-poo on weddings, but God, we she has just gone through so much stress. Oh, so much person wedding. You know? I know. Like, I know. Everyone is there. We it's our family. Care. It doesn't matter. Like I don't. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you're wearing. I don't care what your wedding dress looks like. I don't care what our what the bouquet looks like. I don't care. Like nobody. And I know. I I know. Listen. I've been there. I I, I genuinely. I'm curious. Anybody listening right now? Like, do you remember what you wore outside of your wedding dress around your wedding? I don't think anybody remembers. You know. Like I don't oh, think a lot yeah. of people. Girls remember. I remember. You think that you remember honestly what you wore and like did. Like, will it affect you negatively in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Four, I don't know um, about that. 48 but... years later, does it matter? <laughs> you know, like, does it matter? No, it doesn't matter, but I do remember it. Yeah, I just... Of course, it I... helps that we have pictures. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that... I, I don't know if there's any way to take away the bridezilla out of the brides. I don't think there really is. I think there's just yeah, so many... so much... Yeah. It's so much. It's just so much. It's such a big day. And, you know, we we fantasize about it our whole lives. And we want everything to be perfect and flawless and be a princess for a day. And then when everything goes boom, it's just hard. Hard. It's just hard. I told my mom, my next wedding, she didn't want to know about. Nobody's going to know. (laughs) I could be married right now. Y'all won't even know. (laughs) I just hope I know her. No, I don't know. Probably not. It's gonna be a name you never even heard of before. It's gonna have a lot of. It's gonna have a lot of vowels in it. It's not even gonna make sense. The name. It's gonna be so weird. Everything about my next marriage is gonna be so weird, and I'm just ready for it. I'm ready for it. Like I don't want anything traditional about my next marriage whatsoever. What would that look like? What my what next want? wedding? Yeah. I I can I can almost guarantee that you will not be there. Not because you're dead. No. I just I don't. I'm just not going to. I'm just not going to make a production out of it. I don't want to. I don't. I envision to. you on the beach in Hawaii, just the two yeah. of you, and an officiant. You have to have an officiant. Yeah, you you might know, but you'll be the only person. Nobody else will even know. Yeah. Well, thanks. I just I just don't want to. I just don't want to. I just want to make my next time so special for us. Yeah. And not worry about anybody else's opinions, yeah. or concerns, or travel, or anything. I just yeah. want to make it. I'm, I I don't. I mean, I seriously mark my word today. The, the day this releases, March the eighth, twenty twenty one. There's a good chance y'all aren't even going to know I'm married until after it's done. Everybody <laughs> listening, that's it. And y'all, I mean, you're going to tune in one day. I'm going to be like, yeah. You're like, what'd you do this weekend? I'm like, well, I got married. <laughs> and y'all won't even know because we don't even have to be together. Like. We don't even have I could be doing I could be I could be in Hawaii right now and y'all wouldn't even know the difference. That is the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I mean, you know I'm true. not I'm way too paranoid to travel, but yes. I could be here right now on mm. the eve of my I could have gotten married last night. <laughs> and nobody would have to know. Not one person. So uh, well, yes. honey, I hope that goes just like you have. Planned. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so okay. good. That is, it is interesting, though, how second marriages are so care. simple. But, of course, Brian and Aunt had a very simple first marriage. You don't know? care. Well, but that's Brian's second marriage. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you forget about Brian's first marriage. Oh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> I'm telling you. Nobody, and Brian's first marriage was, that's my brother, by the way. Uh, his first marriage was, was, was a big one. Grandiose, but it wasn't yeah. legal. It was before Marriage was yeah. legal. Never, but no. It I, was, I, yeah, it was still. Anybody, I, I'd a big be curious shindig. too. 
anybody have like a, like a big second wedding? Because I know I know some you know well, some people I know are, are remarried at this point. Yeah. Uh, anybody have a second? I don't think any people do second big weddings, and and I think that alone should be a testament <laughs> to <laughs> to big first weddings, right? It's like so true. You don't see people doing them again. Like nobody right. really does them again because. <laughs> You live and you learn, and then you just never worry about it ever again. You know, exactly. So, there's that. I'm gonna try to get Dramaggy on this week if we can get her on uh, oh. just to talk about. I know. I don't know. We might Morning. have to wait. I don't know if this would be the best week. <laughs> Maybe um, in two weeks after she's been on her honeymoon, and I wanted to tell a story. Her poor so fiance oh, had to come God. home at midnight last night to stitch her finger up. <laughs> And just drama ensued. So oh, that was kind yeah, of a funny he's story. He's so good. He's worked seven days a week, 24-7 for weeks now. He's been at the yeah, hospital. And, oh, goodness. But he came to rescue his bride. Yep. Gotta love that boy. Yep. Mm. All right. Let's do um, what? Let's do our quote for today, Mom. Wait. It's, oh, it's Maryland Monday. I'll get to that in a minute. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Do quote first. Okay, um, it's from Anne Frank again, and I would love to say this to Maggie. I will say this to Maggie. Think of all the beauty still left around you and be happy. Now imagine, Anne Frank lived during the Holocaust, right? She's hiding Mm -hmm. from the Nazis with her family. And she writes, think of all the beauty still left around you and be happy. Right, right. You know, amazing, amazing. Well, I mean, it's true. You know, it's so um, true. It's I. I will defend Maggie because we do get kind of um, you kind of sigh. I'm not sorry, uh, tunnel vision, right? Yes. I mean, you can say oh. the same for me. Like I, yes. I'm doing. You know, I live. I live in a great city, and I, you know, have a nice, nice house, and I have a, you know, I got a, a job, my dream job, and blah 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 blah. But um, I do not, when you're in that phase, it's hard to see it. It's hard. It I mean, that's, that's like really where the work comes in. Like yes. when I was doing my Buddhist studies back in 2015, was that 15 or 13? I don't remember. No, it was 2013. Um, yeah. Like when you really spend time on it, it can, um, you can really, really, uh, get focused on it. You can really focus on the things around you, not let you, yes. let your brain take over, but it's tough. It's tough. It is a challenging thing to do. It's to practice, you know. So I'm not our trying minds to fault are, Maggie. Our minds are so powerful. Yep. Just truly beyond comprehension. Yeah. What our mind can do to us. Mm-hmm. And we have to learn to control it and not let it control us. But mm-hmm. I know that's a big part of the journey. I'm not simplifying it by any means. Right. Um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yep. So. I give you a Maryland Monday for today. We I always say that nobody knows anything about Maryland outside of Maryland. So <laughs> I am trying to uh, make it put Maryland on the map for real. Because I would say probably if you're listening not from Maryland, you don't even know where Maryland is on the map. <laughs> and I don't say that a disrespect out of Maryland. I'm just saying, like, I just, I don't think there's a lot, enough PR coming out of, out of this place about Maryland. People inside Maryland love Maryland. Eh, I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever seen a more prideful city or state than the state of Maryland. I have never yeah. seen more red, white, gold, black flags, <laughs> uh, crabs. Like, there is so much pride inside this state. But outside this state, everyone's they know it's like it's like okay crabs, you know, or like that maybe all you know. So <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Every yeah, old bay. But you know, I probably know I didn't know what old bay was so I got here. I didn't, I I didn't know. know what it was. I know. So uh, every Monday I bring you one Maryland fact. So you walk away a little bit more knowledgeable on the great state of Maryland. And you should know this is that Babe Ruth, you know, famous baseball player, yep. born here in Baltimore. And uh, yeah, so oh. base, uh, baseball legend, Babe Wonderful. Ruth, born in Baltimore. Wow. So Baltimore there's your Maryland, your Maryland Monday fact for today. It's great. Um, couple seconds, we're going to get Leah on. She is uh, she's my therapist friend, and we're going to talk about feeling in a slump. Because here we are, Mom. This is the one-year anniversary of this oh, week is like the one yes. year this is really where I like kicked into high gear, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're feeling like here we are a year, if you're in a slump, like most of us are some tips mm-hmm. to help you get out of that. Cause it's like, Oh my goodness. Uh, 
she's up here in just a couple of seconds. Um, thank you so much to everyone that's tried a Bear and Bloom product. They're back this week. So oh, happy to great. have them here. Me too. Love our friends over at Bear and Bloom. If you've never heard of Bear and Bloom before, let me introduce them to you. It is a, a luxury cosmetic line that is not – it's for your hair and your skin. They got baby products too. Um, but it is not – does not cost – what you would think a luxury hair and skin line would cost you. And it's this great family out of South Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. South Carolina, um, near the Myrtle beach area. Um, mm -hmm. Ahmed and his wife, Savannah, basically long story short, Savannah, after having her baby was having all kinds of weird side effects. And so she wanted to heal her body naturally. Her husband, Ahmed is like some kind of something, something chemist, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Something very above our, our knowledge grade, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but he was, uh, just with those two together, put their heads together. Like we're going to like figure out like ways we can naturally heal your body. And so they, they made these, these skin and hairline and like so many people from this podcast have seen the results of this. My aunt's one of them. She wrote them an email just saying like, Hey, I fought for the first time after going through chemotherapy for so many years, uh, love my hair again. And it's because we're using yes. natural products to do this, you know? And you know, we saw them just a couple of weeks ago for the first yeah. time in a really long time. Yeah. And her hair looked fabulous. Look at that. You know? I mean, it was nice and full. And, and I mean, it looked better than it has since I've known her, honestly. It's just I want to super. I want to focus today on the the puffer buffer because it's my it's my personal favorite product. I think there's nothing out on, anything on the market like this right now. Uh, there's so many things going on in your life right now. You're juggling so many different things. We're stressed, we're not sleeping as well. And you're, you know, we're our face, I feel like, is a more demand than ever before, though, you know, with the, you know, FaceTimes and Zoom meetings and whatever, Microsoft Teams or whatever. There's always, it's it's hard. You always want to look your best, though, right? And Puffer Buffer is fantastic because it literally, right under your eyes, it takes two swoops. I use it before I do TV, mm -hmm. and I notice a huge difference. It smooths out, like, the fine lines, the wrinkles, the puffiness, like, if you're getting lack of sleep or, you know, you're out <laughs> – whatever stayed up too late the night before you're high stressed it also reduces the blue pigmentation that causes the dark circles under the eyes so it's i mean to me before i do tv because uh, i don't have to do a lot of zoom meetings so i don't have to worry about that mm -hmm. um it's the joy of being on the radio but uh you know if you're if you're just trying to if you're you know thinking about that and you're tired of having dark circles under your eyes give the puffer buffer a try i'm going to give you a coupon code it's kramer easy enough coupon code kramer to go try out all the hair and skin products over at bear and bloom i love this company i will ride for them as long as i humanly can because i just think they're great people so um if you go to bear and bloom naturals.com bear and bloom naturals.com and if you will uh, type in the coupon code kramer you're going to get 20% off your purchase and just thank you for su supporting a small company with this dream of like making products that are good for your hair and your skin not just like some crap that's cheap you know so bear and bloom naturals.com promo code is kramer um mom today too skillshare is back we're so thankful oh, for skillshare fun. Yeah, Skillshare is an online learning community where we're like taking our next steps in our creative process, just our learning process. There's so many different things that when you, uh, you know, you, especially right now when you're probably, I mean, every business is looking to make cuts, right? Mm -hmm. I remember when I worked for the credit union and, um, there's this woman there who worked there for so many years and she just didn't have the skills to keep up and they had to let her go. And I remember being like, I never want to be able to be in that spot. You always want to like stay up on everything. It's hard right now. There's no conferences to go to. Skillshare is great. It's an online learning community. Millions of people come here. You take these classes and like things like illustration, maybe in marketing, um, crafts they have on there, freelance. And maybe you're doing your own thing. You're like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Well, how do you do it? I don't know. Well, Skillshare, they have classes based on this. They're all pretty time-effective things, 45-ish minutes per class. And you learn so many different things about it. You can go on there and truly, you know, creative people like you and I uh, come together, take the next steps in your journey. I highly recommend it, learning something new. My mom can take much better iPhone photos now just because she took a Skillshare course. <laughs> So do this. Go to Skillshare.com and type in uh, Skillshare.com slash Kramer. Skillshare.com slash Kramer. You get a free trial of the premium membership to see if it's going to work for you. Skillshare.com slash Kramer uh, and go to get your free premium membership. You try it out. See what you think. Skillshare.com 
slash Kramer. All right, Leah's on here in a couple seconds, Mom. Before we talk to her, I want to say hi to Certified Fan. Thank you so much for being a Certified Fan of the show. Appreciate you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, certified Fans people that donate $5 a month or more to the show. And it just, it honestly, it keeps the show on the podcasting air. I was going to say on the air. It doesn't make sense. But it keeps <laughs> the shows being produced. Um, and I just, I really appreciate it. I really do. Like when I, every month, I know I can rely on you just kind of chipping in and get this thing done. So thank you, thank you, thank you for um for being there you know when we have new certified fans you get a whoop whoop it all comes with you know different perks too but um we give you a whoop whoop when you join um if you are uh if we don't have a new one we go back we actually have a brand new certified fan today oh i'm fun. excited about yay it is our friend christina g who lives over oh. in San Diego. Oh. Um, she has been, a, she joined over the weekend, maybe Friday, actually. I saw the notification. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. Oh, that's fun. So our 362, that is your number. Everyone wants to know their number. 362 is your number. Wow. Chris, our newest certified fan. We thank you so much. Yes, for we being do. That. And for you, here is your official welcome whoop whoop. Yes. Whoop. Whoop. Welcome, Christine. Go. We're glad to have you on board. Join our page. Christina. Christina. Sorry. Christina. Grab, yeah. Get on our page. It's so much fun. You'll love the fun. people there. Also, please, just really quick reminder, uh, two more days to vote for Podcast Magazine for the April edition. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind just texting the word vote really quick, V-O-T-E to 888-Kramer8. Vote for us for Podcast Magazine. It takes all of 30 seconds if you want to vote for us. And then... Uh, Kramer and Jess uncensored. I would appreciate that. And then also if you can vote for this three spots, if you want to vote for your other favorite podcast, you know, upside or, um, I don't know, whatever your other favorite podcast are, Miguel mm-hmm. Holly. Uh, maybe you like Mr. Michaela's podcast, Hula's podcast, mm-hmm. Jess's podcast, mm-hmm. garage boys podcast. Everybody's got a podcast now. Yeah. First started mom. Nobody had a podcast. Remember it was just us, me and you mm-hmm. on this lone world. <laughs> Me, you, and Jeff. Now it's literally everybody's got a podcast. Now there's how many? 850,000 or something? No, I think it's like 1.7 million podcasts. No way. Now. Is yeah. there really? Yeah, there's over. There's almost 2 million. Wow. So it's, wow. it grew so much the last year because everybody was just at home. That is insane. So, uh, wow. Yeah. We got to stay up there at number That's two. That's what I'm saying. That's we got to do it's, it. We, we got to fight for this. It's getting more fierce yeah. than ever. I see all these new Whoop. names coming up and starting to go up the chart. So <laughs> just text the word vote V O T E to 888 Kramer 8. Mom, that is it for you today. I love you. Okay. Love you forever. And on me now, uh, she is my uh, therapist friend. I guess we're friends. I guess we, we can say that, right? Her name is Leah, and she has a podcast out as well. Uh, it is called Not Your Basic Influencers. I want to talk about like what in the world, how do you get yourself out of a slump of not feeling good about yourself? Because I've also had conversations with friends recently where like a lot of people just aren't feeling good right now. We've been shut up in the house for literally a year. It's been almost a year now. And, you know, just through all the trials and tribulations, we're not we're not at our best. Uh, I, w- I was telling Leah, like, I don't, I don't even like, like I don't want to consider dating right now because I don't feel like I'm at my best. I don't even want to post pictures on social media because I feel like I've gained weight or I have gained weight. Like, I feel embarrassed that I'm mm-hmm. that I've like done that to myself. Like, I, it's it's even hard to like consider making friends right now because I'm like, who am I attracting in this very low rung version of myself? I feel like I'm the generic version of myself right now. Like, if you went to Walmart and got the Sam's Choice, I'm the Sam's oh Choice gosh. version of myself right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's like the best way I can put it. Like I just I I don't I don't feel good. I know there's a lot of people that are kind of struggling too because we've been in this weird yeah. zone for so yeah. long now. So if you find yourself and maybe you remember this podcast when you you know you found yourself in in a slump and maybe come back to it. Um, what what do you do with that? I mean, obviously a lot of that is is a mental health yeah. game anyway. You um, know? So I actually, it's funny, right? When the pandemic hit, and I believe, well, like this was like April or maybe the beginning of May. Um, I wrote an article for SC Tribune about like, yeah, mental health during coronavirus, really. And um, the thing is, is well, so I want to. I think at first, for a lot of people, it was very like it just seemed. Very, I think we all expected it, right, to last like a, uh, maybe a month or so, or just like you know, we'll get it together. Things will be okay. And so it was kind of almost like a vacation. Sure. 
it was fun. People it was fun. were like, order it. Yeah. Were- I mean, with, with, all, with all due respect to everyone that was, you know, that, had lo- that lost right. people in the, pan- totally. in the pandemic or for our healthcare workers, yes. with, with all due respect, I do from, from a lot yeah. of people's perspective, I think just the life at home, you know, it was like it a was, break. You kind of- it was. Right. It felt like a little vacation, and and like everyone's like, we're all in this together, right. and like we were doing our Zoom yes. happy hours, and like, you know, we were we were tr- we were making we were truly being able to make yeah. the best out of no, a shitty I'm glad situation, you said that right? It's true, and I think like all the people that were seeing it in person, it wasn't fun, and it was. And I'm glad, really glad you said that. No, but of course. But I think for those that were like being at home, it was kind of like a break from reality. It was like they could eat whatever they want. People were drinking more. They have increase in um, alcohol sales. Right now, um, yeah, that you know those that market wasn't hit at all as far as like the, you know the economy and um, everyone was spending more on home goods, so it became kind of this like weird time if you had the means, right? Where you're just like it, it in the privilege, right? Where you right? could just just sit at home. It, it was it was it seemed like a lot more free time, a lot right. less responsibility. Well. You know, with kids, it may have seemed like yeah. more, but it just, it just things were different, and and kind of in like an uplifting or like novel kind of way because it was only going to be two right. weeks. Remember, we were like, okay, we can well, do this for two weeks. Right. And like, this so is I, fine. With my, you know, for example, my dad's extended family. We've done regular zooms for like birthdays, and like they're up in the Bay Area. It was just really that yeah. was nice, and so you find you're like finding ways to connect more. There was definitely like if you're going to find meaning, you could find it through like you're really appreciating your loved ones a little bit more. But anyways, I think the problem has been is people are not not problem the dilemma is with like especially those that are working from home or are not employed or um their typical routine was thrown off they're not doing the things that typically um bring them happiness or even just are the provide the structure they need to feel productive and good I guess is what I want to say. So mm-hmm. I think it's like, mm-hmm. and you don't have access to the same things, right? Like, so a lot of people have like hobbies, like they go sure. into the gym or the, like the climbing gym, or they like to do, you know, weekend, like, you know, well, that's the way I found myself. You know, I had, I yeah. mean, my life has changed completely yeah. since the beginning of last year. But I mean, my schedule literally was, you know, I'd, I'd do the morning show and then I would eat lunch and I'd take a nap and then I'd get up and I'd, I'd spend, you know, an hour, an hour a day, most days working out. Right. And like, I don't have that anymore. You know, like I, it's just my, my schedule's tighter now. The gym access is not yeah. the same. Uh, I'm just, and, and no matter what, no, just none of us are as active as we well, were. You I mean, so most like if you people, have kids, like they're home say. all the time, you don't get the time away from them yeah, right. <laughs> if you um right, people right. like uh, i guess just it's in general they're like not sh- like it's i will say i saw a lot of people just not changing because they just roll out of bed and go to work if they can work from home or that they not work if they're not working you know because of the circumstances they're just not showering and not doing the things because it's kind of like what the point right what's right. the point and it's and it's kind of like it's like and i don't blame people right it's hard to have the motivation why would you, why would you get ready the week that I worked at home from, uh, we did the radio show from home for a week. I didn't get ready. You know, I didn't have a commute. I just literally got out of bed. I didn't shower. I just sat down in front of my computer and I started my day. So I I have an understanding of what that feels like. I'm just a a week's worth, but it almost feels like like kind of, then you're like, I feel like a lot of people, I, and I talk to people like, are you still like washing your face, brushing your teeth? Like you did. Are you still eating breakfast or eating your regular meals? Are you getting exercise? Are you, um, finding time for yourself if you have kids, you know, or like, you know, people had commute. So they were able to, you know, from home to, to work, able to find that time just for them and listen to their podcast or listen to music and just decompress. They don't have that time anymore. They weren't scheduling it in. Right. And that's right. like, so cognitive behavioral therapy, a lot of it's about our thoughts and behaviors. Um, but well, how our thoughts impact our behaviors and how we feel, but then a lot of it's also the behavior behavior activation. So the idea of activating behaviors that will in turn impact how we feel and think. And so a lot of the things that I've been encouraging with clients that are in a funk, and I've been there too, like I've experienced depression and anxiety, and it's been really tough throughout this pandemic. And um, it's activating behaviors and creating, I think, routine in some capacity to give you a sense of meaning and purpose. So it's, I really think it's important, even in your like, darkest days or hardest days to find routine, find structure or find something even for 30 minutes that makes you feel 
like good, whether that's just walking. It doesn't, ha- if it doesn't, you know, if you can't mm. go to the gym, okay, go on a walk. If you have the ability to, or like, you know, YouTube has so many free videos. So I've been telling everyone, you don't need an app. You don't need to buy an expensive, like, you know, online gym membership, go on YouTube. There's videos everywhere. It's so many. Well, I remember when I was post my uh-huh. Molly experience, I, I mean, I, yeah. for a long time, I couldn't do anything. I was just so terribly depressed. I couldn't do anything. And then I, I remember when I could like walk and just even that, like, that ability to go, I went over Shelter Island over in San Diego and I could walk up and down Shelter Island. I remember when I just felt like when I did that, I did feel yeah. so much more accomplished. You know, I'd be like, I, look what I did. Like I did it. I did all of this. And like, I yeah. got out the sun worked into, okay, yeah. well, let me try to get back into the gym. And then I would go to the gym, you know, for a, what, maybe two days a week just to say that I can do it. And I would, you know, just do some light stuff just to like get back in there. And then slowly, I mean, I think there, I think that the problem with, just from my own personal experience, and by no means am I in the slump that I was in during that whole experience. Yeah. Jesus, that was just awful. Um, but I, I think that the problem that people have, and one thing that why we we kind of celebrate little victories on this show is because I don't think I think people think that getting out of slump is like right. turning on a light switch, you know, where it's like you wake up one day and you're like oh, I'm yeah. out of the slump, where actually crawling out of a hole is is. I, one of the hardest things you may ever have to do because your brain is telling you everything other than what Absolutely. you really need to hear in that moment. It's, Oh, we can't do this. Oh my God, this is terrible. We don't feel good. We just want to go get back in the bed. Mm-hmm. We don't have the energy for this. I don't like that. You're having to fight. If you're someone that deals with depression, um, you really genuinely have to right. fight yeah. it to get out of these holes. And for people that aren't aware of it and you just kind of, sit back and let your it's mind hard take to recognize over when um, you're in that depressed state that it's your depression like fueling the the lack of motivation and the negative thoughts right or the hopelessness so you don't really it's hard to really challenge it because you're not you're not in the mental space to challenge it you're not able to be like okay that's right. irrational like i know this will help me so i always say well, A, I tell people, like, I, I validate it. Like, it's not easy. It's not easy to start a routine. Sometimes if you if you spend every morning this week not getting out of your pajama bottoms, like, it's not going to be – like, it's not going to be a walk in the park. I, I validate that totally. But sure. then it's taking those baby steps. So I always say it's, like, start with something small. So say, for example, you haven't worked out at all this pandemic – And someone's like, I don't have an exercise. Like, I feel like that's part of it. Like, I'm not exercising. So I would never say exercise every day for 30 minutes. I would say pick maybe two to three days where you exercise 15 to 30 minutes. And if you go longer, great. And if not, that's okay. You know, and starting small is a huge, is is so important. And then also remembering what it felt like after you did the exercise. Because I think, again, you have low motivation when you're feeling depressed and when you're in that funk and you don't feel good about yourself. So it's like reminding yourself, okay, you know, this walk always makes me feel better. Or like this yoga routine is something that always helps. And it's just kind of that self-talk. And I also think having um, people to hold you accountable. So whether it's a friend that you do walks with or you talk on the phone with during it, or even if it's like I've I've known people to like, well – check in with each other and be like, did you go on your walk today? Did you work out today? And they'll do it together. You know, like, well, not together. Yeah. Like they'll just like kind of, Totally. Like and you don't do it at the same time, but it's like, okay, you yeah. know, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to do our walks and we'll each check in or um, there are a few apps and I'm not even sponsored by any of these, but like that you can like do it with friends, invite them to work out with each other. And mm-hmm. so I think there's That's a lot cool. of things you can do to increase the motivation, but it does take time. So I also think it's the patience and the having compassion for yourself and, and then also having people that get it and that are, you know, on the same page or going through it as well. Maybe not the exact same way, but I think most of us are too. So I think it also helps to feel connected. You know, you're not alone. You're not going through it by yourself. Sure. And that's really the point of our podcast too, is when we say, you know, live your life out loud. It's like, Hey, whatever you're going through, I guarantee there's either myself, my mom, or somebody listening to this podcast has been in those exact same shoes and can, you know, let you know how they navigated through it. Well, what do you do when the physical and, and the mental go together because this is kind of a different like so for example yeah. right, I gained 15 pounds right don't feel good about myself right but and that's a that that's like a that's like a double-edged sword there right because that's like not only do i not feel good about myself i have gained weight and like so i i realized that the the solution <laughs> <laughs> well 
the, what my brain thinks the solution is, is well, like get your fat ass off the, you know, off the couch and go and go work out. You know what I think a lot of people find themselves in those situations where you're, where you're yeah. not feeling good about yourself. You're having negative self-talk and it's sometimes it, I mean, it is, I don't want, I don't want these 50, 15 extra pounds on me. So how, with those yeah. two things back and forth, when it actually is something physical and not just in your well, head, um, I think what do you, what do you recommend is, with that? There's like, and again, this is this is a non, it's not necessarily a clinical term, but I think it's like the way we think sometimes, which is like the um, destination mindset or like destination addiction. So I'll be happy when I lose the weight, or I'll be happy when I get that job, yeah. or I'll be happy when I'm in a relationship. And you're so you're delaying your own ability to experience happiness and feel fulfilled because you're not at this destination. Mm. So my argument to that would be, okay, like for example, like I would be like, why, like instead of focusing on the weight, like, do you like exercise? Does it make it feel, does it make you feel good? Because if like, I, I think it's like switching how you view it. Right. So, and you like exercise, Steve. So it's like, I would say just instead of like focusing on the weight loss, like I feel better when I work out, like, and kind of that's your motivator right? Like I feel stronger. And for mm -hmm. me, I mean, I think a lot of people feel like that with fitness, right? Is like, there's the body image piece and there's also the mental piece. And, you know, I previously got caught up in the body image stuff when I was younger and was fixated on that and obsessed with that. And now for me, I have to remind myself, like I mentally feel better after a workout. I feel stronger. I feel less sure. stressed. I feel less anxious. Like it, I start my day, I try to start my day that way at least three days a week. Cause it, it really does help my mood. It like, it gets me going in the morning and, but there've been times where I fell out of that habit. Right. So it's like just reminding myself like that helps. Like even if it's 20 minutes, it helps me so sure. much versus if I just were to roll out of bed and, you know, drive to work really quickly. Like it, it I need that time to reset and to feel good both physically and, and emotionally. So to find, to find the, I know last podcast we talked about like don't don't discount mm -hmm. the negatives, but like try to find right. a positive in it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, yes, maybe you do want to lose weight, but like you, the you know, think about how much better you do you feel when you were thinking think think how much yeah, think how much better you feel even when you, you know, when you do lose the weight and also knowing God, it's it's also a shame that can't be no, a light switch. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, like why can't I just be like, I'm losing fifteen pounds? No, and and it it's takes done. it does it's it's you're shifting how you view yourself and how you view exercise and fitness and it takes time, but it's like, again, it's that you have to retrain your brain. Your brain's super malleable. So you can like, uh, with new connections and new thoughts, you're able to create different ways of thinking that become more habitual, like that become more automatic. So it's like, sure. it's just reminding yourself, okay, I like the workout. Like I feel stronger. Like I'm doing this to feel good physically and, and mentally, not to, for, to, you know what I mean? To pick up, <laughs> to pick up chicks or do this or whatever. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's part but of the problem. When you're feeling more like, you know, like cheerful and like bubbly, you're going to pick up chicks that way. I don't know. I feel like too with, with food, for example, um, and I talked to a lot of clients about this, there's like that mindful eating piece. But also I, I know that while I love like carbs, I love pizza, I love it. And I'll, I'll treat myself. I, I, have, I try to live a balanced life where I'll have those things. I know I feel physically better. I feel more awake and energized when I eat healthy. So that sometimes helps me stay balanced and motivates mm, me because right. I do notice myself feeling more alert, like just more like cheerful, like just more myself when I'm not, you know, having like that sure. withdrawal or that come down from like sugar or carbs, which I love, but I need it in, 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 um, you know, in moderation. So it's really, I think it's a shift from the destination to the process. Like, what are you going to do? That's going to make you feel better now versus next week, next year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's that's hard smart. To do, that's it, smart. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's a good way to look at it. And then set those small goals. Like there's like small achievable goals. Cause then you'll gain more confidence. So if you're going to, instead of saying, I'm going to run like, the, um, you know, two miles every day, like start with like half a mile, like four times a week, three times a week. Like if, if you're a runner even starts there because when you're out, yeah. Mm -hmm. To make it a habit. Sure. Well, this is why I really like your podcast. Uh, I think you and Elise do a great job and I hope that everyone will go check it out and, and subscribe because it's like you're – you know, I've, I've, you know, I've been in therapy for over a decade now and worked with many different therapists. And uh, what I like about I me, mean, I like that you are young enough to make this 
yeah. all the stuff relatable. Like you're not so far into the therapy process to where it's like, because a lot of therapists, you know, they, they, it's it's just yeah. so routine for them that sometimes they must lose touch. But I think you and Elise do a great job yeah. of just keeping it real. And you're, you're our age and it just feels... It, it's it's always good and it's always like super relatable. So make sure we plug the podcast because you. Yeah. you do a great so job with my it. My podcast with my friend Elise is Not Your Basic Influencers Podcast. It's on Spotify and Apple and all other for, um, platforms where you find podcasts. And it really is just like conversations with other people about all mental health related topics. And we bring on a bunch of professionals um, and influencers that are mental health professionals um, from Instagram, TikTok to really talk all things mental health. And I think the best part of this podcast me and Elise are just super transparent about our own experiences, um, our own mental health, because I do think, I don't know, I, I don't know about you, Steve, but I, I love when my therapist like shows that she's human and, <laughs> and like, yeah, be like same, this is, right. you know, like, and not like it's about them, but it's like when they're like, oh yeah, I, you know, I get it. Like I get this or like, I've also, yeah, totally. It's relatable. Yeah. It's totally. Re- yeah. Then you feel like they understand versus just that's reading you something out of a textbook. Yeah, that's what I love that. about you guys. That's, we're just really, it's really fun. So I would listen, just subscribe. We'd love to have you listen. I love doing mental health Monday. Thank you so much for coming on today. I, I mean, it's so important. And Leah's a great therapist, by the way. And if you're thinking about therapy, I think she's a great option to go to. I also want to recommend my friends over better help. That's the one that I use and I find so effective in these times. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I don't know what you're, where you are in your therapy journey. I don't know if you've tried it before or you've been thinking about it. Better help is fantastic because it kind of takes the awkwardness out of it. You know, there's no sitting in a waiting room and filling out the paperwork and doing all that with better help. You literally, you go on, you take maybe a five minute survey talking about the kind of therapist you want. And then within 24 hours, you start communicating with that therapist picked just for you. If for some reason you don't get along with that therapist, no, I say give it about three sessions to see if you guys are going to vibe or not. Then you can easily just find somebody else. You don't have to like run all over town and, you know, check and make sure they take your insurance. Blah, 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 blah. No, it's such an easier process. So I hope that you'll, you'll check it out. Like when it's time for therapy, I hope that you'll go to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Betterhelp.com slash Kramer to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Kramer. Let's do some good news. And I made you a promise that I will never not do a good news story about a delivery driver after we trashed, I don't know that's the right word, disparaged the name of delivery drivers from Amazon for weeks. So when good things come up, I want to bring those to you. Dolphin, Dolphin, Pennsylvania is where this happened. Tiny little town, 800 residents, right? No traffic lights. One UPS driver, his name is Chad Turns. Been delivering packages for UPS in Dolphin, D-A-U-P-H-I-N, Dolphin, uh, for over a decade. And he not only knows everybody's name, but he actually goes out of his way to take care of them. And ever since the pandemic hit and everybody started ordering more online, he's busier than ever. He says he's working Christmas-style hours for 365 days now. Um, so locals always talk about how he's not going to deliver anything he suspects you know might be a gift for a kid if they're playing in the yard. And once when uh, somebody wasn't home to sign for a package, Chad actually went – he was like, this is important. So he actually drove to their parents' house to get them to sign for it. <laughs> Small towns can be cool too, man. That's cool stuff. Um, so the people of Dolph- Dolphin uh, wanted to show their appreciation. So what they did, one of the residents named Jenny actually organized a thank you Chad party or fundraiser for their UPS driver. Yeah. Received over a thousand bucks in donations, which they gave Chad as, as a big group gift. So nice. So they surprised him with this event where everybody cheered and held up signs at thank you. And his brown delivery truck pulled up. And that was, I think that's cool. It was, it said it moved him to tears. His quote was, it was very overwhelming. The idea they even thought of me to do something, uh, to go above and beyond and to do what they did was truly amazing to me. So I like that story. Shout out good delivery drivers, right? 
you know, the dog story. I'll tell you this one too. There's a big fire. Um, it's over in Michigan. This guy named Dino, it destroyed his apartment last month, right? He lost everything, including his dog marble. This was a one-year-old Chihuahua. Maybe that's why it's so close to my heart. And, uh, she got away when he was evacuating. And then after like two weeks of searching that there's no way, there's no way they could find him anywhere, uh, find her anywhere. So, Good news. Well, let me give you the backstory. So there was a chaos, or obviously with all the fire, right? So Marble bolted. Nobody could find her. He posted up online, put flowers all around, flyers all around the town. Continued searching. No luck. Weeks went by. Eventually, somebody spotted Marble in the window of his burnout third-story apartment building. And then, yeah, like Marble basically went back home. Is like, I'm here. I mean, that's cool. It's burnt down, but I'm still here. And uh, the animal control officers came and actually rescued him. So now she's back. Sorry, her. So she's back now in the loving arms of Dino. And he said, it's just amazing to get her back. He's so grateful for all the support. And I think it's cool. I, dogs are so cool like that, you know? And cats probably do the same thing. They're just like, what? Like, okay, so it's burnt down. What? Like, I'm still here. I'm still out here in these burnt down streets. All right, let me give you made me laugh. Talking about just not feeling blech, just feeling blech, during the pandemic. Uh, Mark Patrick talks about gaining weight. Anybody that goes is a yo-yo waiter like myself. You you gonna you gonna relate to this? Normally, when I come up, I come up and do a little dance number, you know. But now, I've had kind of let myself go, as you can see. <laughs> not in the best of shape. See, you know you fat when you snoring and don't even be sleep. <laughs> you just stand there talking to people. I need to work out, you know, not just for health reasons, but you get tired of being overweight, of always having to tie your shoes before you button your pants. Because <laughs> when you're big, you know what I mean, you can't do it in the normal sequence because it's painful. You bend down to cut you off, can't breathe. You tie your shoe, not be all on the side of the shoe, drop something, can't even pick it up like a man. You got a curtsy, kind of like this. So I said, you know what, I need to hit the gym, but uh, I'm afraid of the gym because I'm old now. It's not like when you was young in your 20s. You got people in your 20s. When you people that work out in their 20s can like work out and they get that soreness, what they call that's good soreness though. Because they know at some point it's gonna go away. When you're over 40 and work out, that same soreness make you call in sick to work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm filling out claims and things. It's, yeah, it's not good, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's all right, it's all right. We're gonna pull it back around. When I'm not depressed anymore, I lose weight. When I can get some friends, when I <laughs> get over this seasonal depression, when it's warmer outside, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill this year. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you so much for being here. Back for a new episode tomorrow with Ask My Mom. And thanks for being a part of our community. Hope you feel like you're a part of this small little thing that we're building over here. But it's, you know, it's cool. It's cool you're here. All right. Love you. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.